You are listening to the Woman of Faith podcast, hosted by award-winning author and transformation coach, Nancy Ruffin. Whether you're establishing your faith journey or just getting started, the Woman of Faith podcast is passionate about sharing stories of faith that will inspire you to boldly live the life you were created for. If you're ready to elevate your faith and step into who God created you to be, then you're in the right place. So let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Woman of Faith podcast. I am your host, Nancy Ruffin. Thank you for tuning in for yet another episode. Today, we conclude my two-part interview with Yvette Guzman. And if you missed the first part, then I encourage you to go back and listen to part one, episode 207, before you continue to listen to this episode, because this episode is merely a continuation of that conversation. We got into so much during our talk that it was really hard to contain it into one episode, which is why this is a two-part episode. On this episode, Yvette and I continue to discuss our love for Christ. We also talk about what it means to come into your own We talk about what it means to walk with God-filled confidence. We also discuss uh, how in our own respective lives we have made God a priority. Um, We just kind of get into so much. We continue to talk about marriage, relationships, the people that God sends into our lives to help us fulfill the calling that he has on our lives. I mean, we talk about it all because one thing that I have learned is that nothing that happens to us in life is coincidental. Everything, the good, the bad, the highs, the lows, the uncertainties, the things that really bring us down to our knees, God will use all of it to, number one, bring glory to his name and to his kingdom, but then ultimately he will use all of it so that we can fulfill the calling that he has on our lives. And so today I just want to encourage you that wherever you are on your journey, whatever season you're in, whether you're at in a valley or in a peak season, that he is going to use everything for his greater good. And I know that when we find ourselves in the middle of the storm and when we find ourselves with our back against the wall, it is so easy to give up hope. It is so easy to lose faith. And it seems like we're never going to make it to the other side. It seems like there's never going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. But I promise you that if you stay faithful, if you cry out to the Lord, if you seek him first, he will get you through. So without any further ado, here is my continuation of the conversation with Yvette Guzman. Like there are things that you say you just don't accept anymore because you already know like what you're worth, what you're willing to accept and what, and what you're no longer going to waste time on. Yeah. For me, that's been probably the greatest lesson mm-hmm. of getting older that I know what I'm willing to deal with and what I'm, and what I'm not. Like there's just some things I don't, I'm not going to deal with anymore. And you also turn your life to Christ in your forties. So that's major. Yes. Yes. And I, it's nothing. I don't, it's not crazy because I don't believe anything is coincidental. I think everything is 
right on time, exactly the way that it's supposed to happen. And I've always been someone like I've always believed in God. I've always believed that Jesus was my savior. You know, I, I grew up in the Catholic church, just like, you know, like your husband. But there's there comes a time where you drift away from it. And not that I drifted away from God and knowing that he was my source, but he was never my priority. Mm. You know, and I was allowing the ways of the world um, to influence me, you know, and who I was and how I showed up, how I treated myself, how I treated others. But again, it's it's not until you find yourself in a really dark place and you see that your way isn't working and that the world can't help you that you say, well, the only one that I could turn to is God. And that's what it was. And in 2018, like I have been searching, I have been not searching for God because he was already in my life, but I was looking to reconnect with him in a more intimate way. And it's funny because once you get the thought in your mind and once you get the desire in your heart, little by little, God is going to start to move the things around in your life to make that happen. And he's going to do it in the ways that he knows you're going to pay attention. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment around 2018 where I, I remember telling my sister, I was like, yo, I really want to like go to a church. Like I wanted to get connected to a church. There was just like a desire in me, but I also knew I didn't want to go back to the Catholic church. Right. <laughs> but just because it wasn't my thing and no, no shade with Catholicism, but being a Catholic never taught me to seek a relationship with God. It right. taught me to be afraid only that God was somebody I had to fear mm-hmm. that it wasn't someone I could turn to in my darkest moments. It was just like, just be scared. And I, I, I grew up with like the fear of God, but not the, not understanding the love. Right. Right. So I wanted to connect with a church where I could worship God, where I could pray. Mm-hmm. And where I wouldn't feel bad for mm-hmm. wanting to like sing to the Lord. And so I was always on Instagram. I mean, I'm still always on Instagram. But I remember I connected with someone on Instagram who was always like sharing about her church. And one day it was like January 29, was it 2019? No, it was 2018, January 2018. And they were starting like, they always start with like a new year's fast, 21 days of prayer and fasting. And she was sharing. I was like, oh, that seems interesting. I kind of want to see what that is. So I messaged wow. her. And a I was, way to start your Christian life by fasting. <laughs> so I said, oh, I'd really be interested in doing that. Can you send me more information? So we exchanged emails and she did. And then we just we developed a, a connection that way. So we always then would go back and forth, messaging each other on Instagram. And then one day she was like, oh, well, you should come to my church. Like she invited me to attend. And I was like, okay, sure, I'll go. And it, I remember the first time I went, it was just me and my kids. Like my husband didn't want to go because he was he, he wasn't right. in it. He's like, whatever, go. Right. So he's like, yeah, you can go. I went with my kids. And they had the children's ministry. So they went, the kids went to theirs. I went to mine. And it was like the church that I had been looking for. Like as soon as I walked in, I really felt like I belonged there. And like, that was their thing. You belong. You belong before you even told it. It was, it was powerful. And then, you know, when you feel like the sermon is for you, like, of course. I, 
like the sermon was for me and I kept going back and event I went I, I didn't miss a Sunday that whole year I went every single Sunday and then eventually I was telling my husband I was like you really should come like I think you would enjoy it mm-hmm. and he started attending with me and we would go every single Sunday my kids loved it and like that was how I got reconnected with the church and then 2019 that June, they were having baptisms, and like I knew, like I knew that I wanted to recommit myself in that way. Like I knew, like I had already given my life back, but I wanted to make like the public your declaration. This was your declaration. Like, I'm yours, God, mm-hmm. and I did it. And wow, I've been walking the walk. Like I say, I'm still a baby. I don't know it all. I don't pretend to know it all. And I know, like, there's still things that I struggle with. Mm-hmm. but what I do know is that I'm not the person who I was mm-hmm. there are things that I used to enjoy that I don't enjoy mm-hmm. anymore this is I don't I don't want to interrupt yeah. you I know there's probably like podcast etiquette but <laughs> this is the conversation between two friends so this was um I don't know if you remember I don't remember what week it was that we were discussing um we were talking about this just showing up right like just showing up and 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 how the image that is portrayed or or what was taught is that if you're following Christ this is what you should look like right back in the day was women were not allowed to wear you know makeup and this and you know all this all this stuff the rules um, all these rules right so all all these rules and then now you're like wow, you know, I'm stepping into this, this almost like taking a leap of faith, right? Because you making this decision to to follow Christ, it does come with certain things. However, the beauty in this, and this is where um, I say, unless you're in the spirit and unless you understand Christ, what I'm saying sounds crazy, right? Which is, it's not that he takes away these things. It's not that he's like, because you're following me, you are no longer allowed to listen to secular music. It is that your spirit, your soul, it is you, you no longer desire because what you desire now is different. You just desire God. It's just different. So it's not that, so it's, it's very hard to articulate it to someone that is, is not walking with Christ, right? Because what they're seeing is, oh, you know, like this is, (laughs) you don't do this, or, you know, I'm not going to tell you this because you're Christian. It's like, no, that's not the case. It's, I choose to no longer want that. Let me tell you something, Nancy. This is so true though. Anybody that knows me knows you could not get me out of a club. Girl, me too. I, I was a, a, I for five years, six years apart. Of course, we never probably would have club together. Right, right. If we were the same age, we would have been in the same clubs. <laughs> it was New York City was in my back pocket. Yeah you know, and I remember, I remember I used to say like, I am going to be a hundred years old that no one's going to get me out of a club. Right. Cause it was just the things that I, I just loved dancing. Um, it's not to say that I don't love dancing now. I just do not want to be in a club anymore. Could I be in a club a hundred percent? We can go and celebrate a friend's birthday and I'm going to be okay. But is that something that I desire? No, right? My eyes are open to other things that I am not comfortable with anymore. Wow. That I just don't. You don't want to be. I don't feel like it, 
I belong there, right? But it's not to say that God prohibits me from being there. Does that make sense? Love that you said that because I think that that's the biggest misconception that people get when you tell them you're born again, that you're saved, that you follow God. They automatically think that you just stop living. And this is how you're walking all day. Yeah, you live you know? fully in Christ. And it's true. You just don't desire it anymore. Right. Like, I really don't. I mean, I met my husband in a club. <laughs> drunk. I was drunk when I met him. That the night we met, I vomited mm -hmm. in his car. Not, you know, not too sexy. That's not the best, you know, right. story. But it's just to show, like, who I was. And if you would have told me 25 years ago, Girl, when you're 45, you're going to be, your heart is going to only be for God and everything you do is going to be for, I would have laughed. Lead women to Christ. Yeah, I would have been like, talking. no, there's no way. Uh -huh. There's no way. But that's why you just never know the path you're supposed to walk. And sometimes we have to go, have to have those previous lives, right? Where we are of the world mm -hmm. so that we can be the testimony that says God can change anybody. A hundred percent. And God is the one that does it. Like, I remember when I first got baptized. And I it's, sorry to cut you off. And it's continuous. Yes. It's continuous because let me tell you something. There are people that met me last year that I would literally have to reintroduce myself today. Just mm -hmm. last year. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so, if, so even... It, the ones that knew you five years ago really don't know you. Oh, oh, 100%. Mm -hmm. And they're stuck on the idea of who Yvette was, yeah. right? And they're stuck on this, well, this is what she was doing, but look at her now, right? And it's it's almost uh, um, offensive to people, right? And then, you know, you have to go through, and, you know, when, you, when you're with Christ, you go through your, your, your moments where, you know, you want to kind of be in both worlds a little bit you want to appease the people that have been in your life but then also serve God God is telling you those are not your people so you do struggle with that um, it's not until you cross over completely where where you are okay with who you are that you no longer have to feel like you have to justify your behavior right but I always say if we met 12 months ago and we have not spoke we literally have to like I have to reintroduce <laughs> myself to you because I'm no longer the person that I was 12 months ago let alone five years yeah and and I think um, that's also important for people to understand that as we grow and evolve that there are going to be people in our lives who are not going to understand it because they only understand the older version of you and they may try to keep you stuck Mm -hmm. of who you were but God is calling you to step into the version he's calling you to be and you're going to have to make a choice and sometimes that results in losing people who we were really close to at one time yeah and that is painful and that is hurtful because now you have to look at your life like wow I, I had so many great memories and times with this person but we don't connect anymore on the same things that used to connect us before, right? So there's no way, like the people you used to go clubbing with, if they're still clubbing, there's there's nothing for you and those people to, to connect with now because you're not in that space anymore. We're lost in translation. Right. We've reached the point where um, 
we're literally speaking different languages. And it's not to say, you know, I always hold space for people and be gracious because I know how patient God, God was with me. Right. Um, because there is this, this, this self-righteousness that a lot of Christians, you know, um, live by, which is why it is so difficult for the ones that we don't live like that to bring other people, right. To, to, to make disciples, to bring other people, because they already have this preconceived notion of what it is to be Christian, where, where it's, it's, it's not what it is. So, um, I've also, I've, I've, I've taught myself to be empathetic and understand that when you do not know Christ, there's, there's a reason why you behave the way that you do, right? There's a reason because you, you don't know, you haven't seen the light. You don't know the God that I know. And it's not up until then that it's, it's a little, it's tough, you know, because you almost have to remove yourself let me see how can I articulate this remove yourself while still showing grace yes right and yeah. I and, and that is hard right sometimes but I think the and this is what I always try to remind myself of like how would Jesus act in this situation right I may I may personally want to respond in a certain way because I'm human right but then I have to pause and if I pause for a moment and ask myself like what would Jesus do that allows me to have more empathy to have more grace to not respond in a defensive way because what I do know about interacting with people is that what others give to you or give to us has nothing to do with really us at all it has to do with whatever is going on within themselves that they're projecting and they might see something in me that's triggering them, but it's always about them. Mm -hmm. It's never about me. And when, and once I learned to understand that, mm -hmm. it really has allowed me to show up in the world so much differently and in such a more, in a peaceful way where I don't have to be angry, where I don't have to clap back, where I don't have to be petty. Right. Like you don't that. have to feel the need to be combative, right? Because right. now you're like, I, I know that this is the opportunity for me to be able to show that person that Jesus is not who they believe yeah it to be right um yeah it's been all right so it's been an incredible conversation I can talk to you for hours I like I, I knew that this was how this conversation was gonna go I didn't even ask you any of the questions I sent you like, <laughs> like I'm here looking at the questions I'm like I know. And it's already been an hour. We've been into this conversation for we can, an hour. We can do this a hundred percent. There has to be like a part two or part three. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know because there's so many things that we didn't even like tap into. We talked a lot about faith. We didn't even talk to you about like the work that you do, your career. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's what I, I, I believe it or not, it's, Again, if you would have asked me this just a couple of years ago, it would have been very different. I would be pitching here how, you know, I'm your best realtor that I can show you, you know, how to get financial freedom. I can show you how to invest and and work through your finances and, you know, buy a piece of the land here in New York or, or whatever. 
although that is my work and although I am super passionate about what I do, that is literally like 10% of my life where it was a hundred, right? Where it was, it, it, it is what occupied all of me. It, it is, but, it is and, but whoever's listening to this podcast now or watching on YouTube, if you need assistance with purchasing, yes, renting a home, you want to get financial freedom, all the things that Yvette just mentioned, then absolutely reach out to her because 100%, she- 100%, yeah, thank you. She is the person to reach out to. The one thing I want to talk about before we kind of end this um, conversation for today yes. is the power of allow of connecting. And we didn't, we didn't talk about how we met, but I want to talk a little bit about that because I know that there's so many women who are looking for community. There's so many women who struggle having relationship, healthy relationships with women and I want to talk about just you and I we just met mm -hmm. when was the the dream lab con the conference was oh that God. October October November October it was November. it was yeah definitely towards the end of of 2020 yeah and so that was how you and I met you know and it was I had gotten invited to be a speaker I went, I spoke on the relationship panel. I was probably the oldest one in the room, the one, aside from Yvette, the one that has probably been married, you know, the longest. But I always say that you never know who your story is going to resonate with because you might think you're the odd person out and that no one's going to connect. And if you might be ambivalent in sharing your story because you're like, oh, no one's going to relate to that. No one's gonna... But look, because I shared, because I was a woman of faith, because I had shared, you know, my relationship and the things that we had kind of struggled with, that was what had resonated most with you. Mm -hmm. You are tuned in to the Woman of Faith podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for listening. And then we connected because of that. So here's the funny backstory to that is that Audrey has always held these conferences and rooms, right? And every year she'll send it to me like, hey, here's the link. And I'm like, girl, no, like I'm not, no. I, so a lot of my work is dependent on networking, referrals, and, and, and being in the same rooms with, with, People. business people right like groups of people and so I'm always the person to be like no you know I'm not gonna be in a room where there's fluff there is there's something that triggers me when I hear the you know let's we're gonna create generational wealth and it's like okay well how are we gonna get there right like I I don't want you I don't want, need want the real this is my thing I want I don't want to just see people that have made it. I, okay, that's great. How? I want to know the how. Give me something that I can take away that I can apply when I leave the conference, not just right. the inspirational story. Yes. I don't need, I right. With age, me and you, like. Right, I'm like, I don't need, you know, the motivation. I don't need, you know, someone to my husband's um I'll say like my sister-in-law she had said to me I think it was like two years ago she was like you know someone said to her don't be a wind-up doll right and I was like what 
And she's like, yeah, don't be, you know, you know, like those wine up though, that they need someone to wind them up. So oh, that, yes. And that clicked. I was like, oh my God, that is so true. And although I do every day intentionally listen to certain YouTubers and, and certain messages for just to activate the brain, I don't need motivation to get going. Right. right. So with Audrey, she was like, you know, these are the panels. I was like, I, I can't do the fluff. I can't do the everything is great with me like the you know the girl and we're women and we're gonna be like what are we I'm not gonna sit through four hours of that right and she was like Yvette I promise you I promise you like you're not this is no fluff and I was like I thought about it so I um one of my very close friends she's a a mortgage lender and I was like hey do you want to go to this I don't know who's gonna be talking I don't know if we're gonna walk away with anything but it's, it'll be a nice Saturday to spend. She was like, yes, let's do it. We go and we got there a little bit late because parking was horrendous. So we sit all the way in the back. Um, panelists are talking, people are talking, people are talking. I, I want to say you came in second or third panel, like second or third group. Cause I, I had, yeah. So, um, as you're talking and talking to, I was like, oh, that was, and, and there were great people there, great panelists, um, women that really shared real great information. Um, but what stuck to me the most was how impactful your words were with disclosing how important God is in your life. And the reason why that stuck out to me so much was because I planned my year, no, uh, October, November, I planned the year ahead. Um, like generally, like this is what I want to do. This is, and one of the, one of my biggest prayers for this year was, so I don't want to cry, right? Cause I'm, I'm a strong woman. I'm not, let me, let me say something about tears, honestly. And this is for every woman that is afraid to show them. It takes incredible strength and vulnerability to cry, to allow yourself and give yourself the permission to cry. So I always encourage women, if that's what you feel and that's what your spirit is telling you to do, let those tears flow. It's, it's hard yeah. to let the tears flow. I feel like it's much easier to hold them back. Yeah. It's really yeah. yeah. allow yourself to cry. So last year I went through a very difficult, but great moment. I, and we'll discuss this on another time. I had to get a hysterectomy. Um, a hysterectomy was October 28th. Mm. So I want to say that conference was a little bit before that. Yeah. Um, anyway, long story short. Cause I saw the, the Instagram live that you did with Audrey talking about your procedure. So, um, I had made a promise to God and I was like, listen, I know that I have always promised, you know, I'm going to take care of myself, whatever the case is. And I was like, but if, if, if not to test you, you know, not to, you're not a, 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 you know, a genie in a bottle, do your will, like whatever it is that you need to do, let it be. But if I do come out of this in good health, I will never say no to you like I will I will I will devote my life to you and so procedure came everything was phenomenal everything is 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 great and during the November-ish time 
I had written a letter and I was like, you know, I, I need to, sh I, I can no longer keep saying no to the things I know he's pushing me to do. And, you know, a lot of this is, is, is works with women. Um, a lot of people don't know what I do privately. Um, people know that I, you know, I'm in real estate. Um, I, I help women um, going into their own and into their entrepreneurship and, and all that. But, but people really don't know what I do behind closed doors. Long story short, um, I had prayed. I was like, Lord, place me in big rooms. Put me with big people. I don't fear being the smallest one in the room, right? Um, and I was like, I, I knew, I knew that talking is part of it, right? I knew that speaking was going to be part of, of, okay. of my, of his plan. Um, a friend of mine had, which I tell she's, she's a prophet, but she's, she's no, she had prophesied about three or four years ago that I would be in a room and she was like all I see that is a room filled with chairs and I don't know what it is but this is what I see and I was like girl like sure you know I always just like pushed it to the back burner um now here you are right you come up on my stories you come up on my I think it was like explore I don't know whatever and it was like post the conference right and you were sharing your experience in the conference and then you went on a little bit more in, in speaking in your faith and your marriage and your relationship and how God had you. I was like, oh my God, this girl is like my vibe. She speaks like how I do. She she looks like me, but she's working on bigger things, right? So I click follow. You very shortly after post that you're going to host a book club who wants to join. I'm an avid reader. I was like, this is like my alley. I click, okay, let me just, you know, read this I've read this book a thousand times before it was a completely different experience uh, a different community women that I had never I've never met before um then you say to me hey that I, I I would like to invite you to lead in my cohort right and here I I this is the backstory, right? So here I'm like, oh my God, right? Immediately I go into prayer once we're done. I'm like, Lord, Lord, okay, hold on. Like, I know that I prayed this, but just give me, just give me a minute. Like I need to prepare. One of my to-dos and goals for this month, uh, for this quarter was public speaking, right? Because in my head, I'm like, I go into circles. I can never articulate my point. I never get, to, you know, I never like hit it. Now, this bro, you get out your own head, mommy, thought because you are an excellent public speaker. Oh excellent. God. So get out your own head. But <laughs> so it's part of my, you know, of, of my goal. So I'm constantly like every day I'll do, you know, 10, 15 minutes of training and listening to YouTubers. Long story short, you say to me that I would love for you to lead. Now, how can someone like I, I knew that I couldn't say no, not because it was you, not because I just knew that this was God saying, listen. I have been waiting for this. Here is the opportunity. You have to show up whether you feel prepared or not. All I need is for you to show up. Let me do the work, right? Then in all of that, then you then say, I think you posted something with your podcast. I can't remember. And I was like, oh my God, something. And you were like, oh my God, Yvette, I just finished journaling. And you show me a screenshot of your guests mm -hmm. your or your potential guests. And to me, here is here is where 
being faithful and obedient to God, how it manifests right now in your life. Yeah. I knew in my heart of hearts and I knew in my core that the things that God have placed me here for is for women, right? I, I knew that it is is to honor, help, and 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 guide. I've just always felt like I I'm not qualified, mm. right? prepared, or have the proper credentials, right? Because we we believe that we need to have these big um, titles to serve. I then had to realize is not an abundance. Moses was a stuttering fool. Okay, Moses. Moses was a stuttering fool I know. that tried to argue with God that he could not do what God was calling him to do. So, but, oh, and, and it's just to say that, that that imposter syndrome, that's what it is. We all go through it. Every single one of us, even the most seasoned speakers, professionals, there are moments that go through the people's head that makes them think like, wow, can I really do this? Right. But it's not even a want, like this was not for me. Let me tell you something. If, if it's me, if, it, if we remove God, all I want to do is make millions off of real estate. Mm -hmm. If I am 100% honest with you, I want to be the first millionaire in my family. I want to leave a legacy for my, that is what my heart desires. Right. What I know, <laughs> what I'm really here for is not that. Therefore, it is why I've, I've struggled so much to step into that role. But here you come, Nancy. And this is why I said to you, you're really challenging me this season because, you know. <laughs> but I just want to say something to you that your desire with making millions of dollars can still yes part of the desire that God has for your own life yes you yes. can still do that work while you're also here serving because there's so many women who struggle with becoming homeowners or property owners or really getting educated on finances on understanding what that really means mm -hmm. and God is going to use you with the skills that you have to fulfill his purpose Amen. And the purpose could be to, is just to help other women find their own financial freedom, whether that's through the, the, the finances and the money or whether that's through investing in property, right? But God is going to use you where you are with the skills that you have, with your expertise, and the reward is going to be, yes, you get to minister his word to other women and help them, but you also get to be the millionaire that you want to become. Like, you don't have to feel guilty about the desires of our lives like I've been reading let me see if I have it here um this was one of the first books that I two books I read this year I can't find the other one but it's the abundance book and mm. it's a challenge mm -hmm. and it's helping to curate the mindset that we can want and desire whatever it is and that it's possible to have and that we can still fulfill God's vision for our lives because the God, the creator of the world is who lives inside of us. Uh -huh. And he created us to live abundantly. He didn't create any body 
to struggle, to live in scarcity, to live with lack. Like he wants us to have all the desires of our heart as long as we know who our source is. Right, right. The source isn't the money. The source is our God. A hundred percent. I think, I think it's, it's where I, I, I think obviously you didn't come into my life by chance, right? But it was, this is the way that I have seen it in, in the past two months is here is, is what you're saying. And here is living proof that it exists, right? So to me, seeing you, right, uh, uh, step into this role of, you know, not only am I a wife, a mom, you know, an, an entrepreneur, I'm leading dozens of women, you know, to 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 come to Christ and and to live a life of, of happiness and joy, um, getting out of stuck, uh, while also, you know, fulfilling my personal, you know, dreams. And, and so, this is why I was so like, oh my God, like you have no, like you have no idea the impact, right. That you've had in someone that you just met for, it was like seconds, like just by passing, you know? Um, and I think that for me, this season to be able to see it was where it became clear, Yeah, you know, that it, be, it became very, very clear. So but I'm forever thankful. <laughs> Listen, I always say this though. I'm just, I'm just a vessel. And I want to say this to you, right? Because you're, you, you say how impactful I have been in your life, but imagine if I had not stepped into this role and I would have allowed my own fear, my own feeling like I'm not qualified. If I would have let those things like overtake my mind to the point where I said, you know what, I'm not going to do it. Then that affects you and your journey and your belief because you're sitting here saying that because of me I've had this impact on you but imagine that I would have not done it mm -hmm. this is, but this is why I do the work that I do because I want women to see that yeah it's scary but you can still do it you can do scary things mm -hmm. and it's only scary until you take the first step right once you do it the fear goes away you know and, and you we just met so there's a lot you probably don't know about me, but I started off like I'm a poet, I'm a writer by like, that's my passion. Wow. And, and I know now, like I had, I used to go to poetry slams. I did open mics. This was years ago, but I know that that was a part of my journey. And it's not that I'm supposed to be a poet, but it was those poetry stages mm. that were helping me to oh, hear my voice to get comfortable to speak on stages that, you know, to, 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 for lack of a better word, to like minister mm -hmm. to people. Like I had to get comfortable with the sound of my own voice mm -hmm. and I had to get comfortable with the, un being uncomfortable in, mm -hmm. in front of people. Mm -hmm. it's still, I've, I've spoken in front of huge crowds. I've done so many public speaking engagements. And right before I step on the stage, I can't even tell you how nervous I am. Like, it's always like the first time. Mm -hmm. always it, it I can't I'm not gonna lie to you and say it gets easier no you're always gonna feel nervous mm -hmm. the difference mm -hmm. though is that I'm so confident in who I am now I'm so confident in my voice and the things that I'm speaking about and what I'm teaching that once I step out and that first word comes out ah, then that's it <laughs> then I'm in my glory and I can rock a stage like nobody's business 
but you always going to be afraid until the minute you step out there. Like it's never going to get easier. Right. Right. And you just have to continue to say yes to all of the opportunities that are coming. Every time you feel uncomfortable and you want to say no, that's because that's something you want to do and you don't want to fail. Resistance is because you want to do a good job. Mm -hmm. Because if you weren't scared, then to me, it's like, well, you don't really care then. Right. You don't care right. how, you, how you show up and show out. Mm-hmm. But because you're afraid, it's because you want to do a good job. Yeah. And then once you're there, God gives you the words. There's times when I don't even know what I'm going to say. And I just go out with one thought. And mm-hmm. then I always tell people, don't get me started. Because once I start talking, I can't shut up. <laughs> I know. It, it's, the same, it's the same with me. So I think that that's where... I think that that's where things get a little like um, blurry with me, right? Because I say to myself, like, Yvette, this is how you show up, like, regardless, like, whether you're in front of, this is just how you show up. Why is it difficult to show up in God's, like, for his, per- like, his will, his purpose, you know? And I think it, it, it also goes back to feeling judged, right? Or feeling like, oh, what are people going to say, you know? No, and then I go through that, like, who cares? Honestly, you're going to get judged. Like, you're going to get judged. So right. yeah. just accept it. You're yeah. going to get judged. And that's it. So once you accept it, then you just keep going. Because yeah. there's always going to be someone that doesn't like you. There's always going to be someone that says, oh, I could do better than her. But right. then people can have opinions. You're not here to please them. You right. need to do the job that God is calling you to do. Right. That's it. And once you know that you show up and you do your best for God, that's all you can do. Like, right. Here's what Fulana says or what Fulano right. says. Mm-hmm. I'm no. so Spanish. I'm so Latina. Yeah. Say Fulano and Fulana. <laughs> so any non-Spanish speaking people listening to the podcast, that is just a generic term we use to identify a person. Whoever. Yeah. Right. Like whoever. Oh, okay. So I'm not going to keep you any longer. We have been talking for 90 minutes. And like I said, we could talk. Wow. All day. Girl, yes. I've been, I'm going to have, I'm going to have to split this podcast into two episodes. <laughs> oh, but thank you so much, Yvette. Um, it's for having me. Incredible. Thank you for just being so honest and so transparent. Before I let you go, how can um, people connect with you? Where can they find you if they want to purchase, you know, they want to start purchasing property. They want to get their financial you know, stuff in line. Um, yeah. So the best and fastest way um, would be, well, you can go to my Instagram, Yvette underscore Guz, G-U-Z. Um, and then, yeah, that's pretty much it. You can DM me and um, I'm pretty responsive. Um, I'm there. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. Um, that concludes my conversation with Yvette Guzman. I hope that it blessed you as much as it blessed me. I always find it incredibly invigorating when I get to sit and chat with phenomenal women. There's so many of these women that we're surrounded by. And if we only took the opportunity to reach out and to get to know them, we would see just how close we are to incredible women. So today I encourage you 
to connect with someone. Maybe it's someone you've been following on social media. Maybe it's someone you've been meaning to connect with. And for whatever reason, you've been apprehensive. You've been fearful. Maybe you're afraid that they're not going to be receptive. Listen, you never know until you try. And you never know who God is trying to place into your life. All you have to do is take that leap and make the connection. So until next time, thank you for tuning in. Remember that you have been created for more. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Woman of Faith podcast. If this episode blessed you, consider supporting us by leaving us a rating, giving us a review, writing a comment, and sharing with your network. And if you feel really moved, you can consider making a financial donation to the link in our episode notes. Until next time, I pray that you are blessed, that you step boldly into what God is calling you to do, and that you never forget that you were created for more.